Hello and welcome to the Subconscious Coaching Podcast, the podcast where I talk about whatever I want because it's my podcast and not yours. Hello and good afternoon. I have been chilling on my porch today, so it's been a good day. It is late April and so all the birds are out and I set up my bird feeder so that I can watch the birds come and go. And I bought a little book with all the names of the birds in them. But (laughs) then I had this realization that somebody just made all of these boring ass names up for these birds. And I can't remember any of them. So I just started making up my own name, my own names for the birds. There's a... the Oreo head bird, <laughs> who's easy to identify because his head kind of looks like an Oreo in color, not in shape. Um, and then there's the beige gravy bird, who also kind of looks like beige gravy in color, not shape. And there's the uh, hot tamale birds and the yellow bellies and the blueberry birds and... Uh, just all the good birds. <laughs> I had a friend who came to visit last weekend and I taught her all the different names of the birds. And I just started laughing. I was like, what if one day my naming system takes over and like crushes the established, you know, research bird, Latin, whatever names, like, and just completely makes it obsolete. And uh, I don't know, this is one of those like <laughs> weird daydreams that I had. <laughs> Anyways, so I wanted to, before we jump into today's topic, I wanted to tell you about a really cool text that I got from one of my friends. And he's someone that I've known for almost eight years. We actually used to work in fashion together back when I was a makeup artist. And he just recently found coaching and he sent me this text. It said, hey, I'm in a program and I'd like your feedback. What do you think my strengths are and how do you see me limiting myself in my life? And I just sort of had to like pause when I got the text because I was present to how much courage it takes to ask for feedback like that and how vulnerable that is. And there's so many people in our lives who see strengths that we have that we're not even aware of and who see our strengths from the outside with so much more, or or see our struggles from the outside with so much more compassion than we have for ourselves. And I, I don't know, it just made me think about how that's one of the most beautiful things about coaching is being able to reflect someone's greatness back to them. I consciously make an effort to do that a lot in my coaching because it's really easy to have coaching get co-opted by our critical minds and even as coaches to always be looking for what's wrong with our clients, their thought errors, their doubts. And that's just this kind of never ending road because we'll always have further to go. But if in that process we aren't located in our current power and our greatest gifts and our deepest talents, we sort of lose the courage to tackle the big things in life. And I know that for me in my own coaching, 
I've actually received the most impacted from the most impact from my coaches reflecting back to me my unique strengths and showing me what I'm taking for granted in self in myself that's actually really special. So just a reminder that our weaknesses aren't the only thing in our blind spots. That more often than not, and especially with coaches, I find it's your power and your gifts, it's the energy that you bring into the room that you're totally unaware of. So many of you listening impact people profoundly and you have no idea. So I was just excited to, it felt like a gift to receive the opportunity and the willingness for my friend to reflect back his greatness to him. And it, it was just such an intimate, cool thing. So I just want to invite you, if you're brave enough, right, to send that text to somebody close to you, right? Give somebody the opportunity to share with you what they see as your strengths and where they see you playing small or limiting yourself. It's such, such a powerful gift that we can give to the people around us to be willing and open or even inviting their feedback. Okay, so that is that. And coincidentally, actually, what I wanted to talk about today, even before I wrote that little intro, was I wanted to talk about feedback. And more specifically, for the coaches out there, discovering your unique feedback style and how you can use it to brand yourself and attract in amazing clients. Because as coaches, literally all we are ever doing is giving feedback and reflecting back to people the feedback loops that they're stuck in that aren't serving them. So feedback is literally our job description. It is what people hire us to do in their lives. And the main thing I see that separates newer coaches from very confident and advanced coaches is how they do feedback. So newer coaches will often just do exactly what they were taught. So they'll read someone's model back to them with very little of their own energy or none of their personality in the space. And if this is you, I don't want you to worry because this is actually good. You want to be able to take your energy out of the session and hold neutral space for your client. Especially as we're beginning, we often have a lot of nervousness or unintentional thoughts that are coming up for us. And in some instances, we might even be super wrapped up in our client's stories and totally believing them and totally thinking that their boss is an asshole or you know whatever the situation is. And in these moments, working the skill of holding your energy in neutral is the best skill that you can develop. So I don't want you to feel like you're doing anything wrong if that's how you're holding space in a session. However, I don't think that's the end point. And what I see happen as a lot of coaches become more comfortable and more advanced in their skill sets, I see them begin to leverage their unique personality strengths into the way that they deliver feedback. So they're intentionally and strategically choosing 
which pieces of them or which energies to add into the coaching conversation and at what time. And as they get masterful with it, they end up creating a really unique and connected coaching experience with their clients. So I think the perfect example of this is my friend and fellow coach Maggie Reyes. So when she coaches you, I've seen her coach a lot of people, and I recently got coached by her. And when she coaches you, her energy of just love and safety permeates the container. It's like you literally feel like, the only way I can describe it is like you feel like you're wrapped in bubble wrap. You're just like, ah. And it's perfect because, you know, she's a relationship coach. And the thing I want you to notice is when you listen to coaching calls, right, with your favorite coaches and you find them dazzling or entertaining, it's always because of their feedback style. It's because they've learned how to leverage their personal and unique qualities to enhance the coaching that they're giving. So when I first started coaching, I was like, very quiet, very like not at all in the space, just listening and holding really empty space for my clients. And part of that was just because I was so afraid of doing it wrong. (laughs) And I was still so new in my coaching identity that there was like this very tentative part of me that was just kind of, you know, like sitting there with my eyes wide open, kind of like, you know, deer in the headlights. And so there was this split between Alexander showing up as a coach and then Alexander being a human and they were like not even in the same realm of personality and again that's not a bad thing it was just the foundation I had to develop of creating neutral space so that then I could put in my energy in an intentional and thoughtful way and so now when I coach I'm like very silly it gets like stupid right And I leverage my sense of humor when I'm giving difficult feedback. And I just use the sort of natural lightheartedness that comes to me really naturally so that I can address difficult or tough situations. And I've just found that for me, like that's the easiest way for me to break up dense energy in my clients is with humor. And so that's part of my feedback style. And that's part of why my clients choose to work with me as opposed to some clients who don't choose to work with me and want to work with somebody who has a different personality or leverages their personality in a different way. So the reason that I'm bringing this conversation up at all and I'm wanting to bring your attention to your unique feedback style is because it's a core component of your brand. And in order to understand this, you have to think about branding from a traditional commodity goods perspective. So If we're thinking about commodity goods, the very simple purpose of branding is to communicate what's in the bottle. So proper commodity goods branding ensures that when you buy the Hidden Valley Ranch, there's ranch dressing inside. Now, when our branding doesn't clearly communicate what's in the bottle, you open up the Hidden Valley Ranch, you pour it on your salad, and you realize that it's like Clorox bleach. So I want you to think of your coaching container as the bottle. And you want your client-facing brand to portray the kind of coach you are. You want the label to match with what's inside the bottle. 
So an example of this is that some of you in your marketing are embodying this like very gentle Byron Katie, like come be with me and let Mother Earth hold you kind of energy. And then when clients come to coach with you, you're a Tony Robbins and you're like, find your fucking destiny. Walk on the hot coals, motherfucker. <laughs> right? But the reason we do this, right, is that we just have shame about our natural feedback style. We're not connected with the inherent value of what comes naturally to us. Or we saw someone else's coaching and we thought, oh, that's, that's how it has to be. That's how we do it. But most of the reason our feedback style isn't working isn't because there's anything wrong with us. It's usually because we're drawing in the wrong clients with our marketing. It's not that there's anything inherently wrong or bad about your feedback style. You're just attracting in clients who aren't receptive to it because the way you're branding has people thinking they're getting ranch dressing when really there's Clorox inside. Or it's the other way around, right? I know so many like super tender-hearted, soft, sensitive coaches who feel like in order to sell, they have to show up online embodying a super masculine in-your-face energy. And that has the same effect. So here's why I feel really passionate about this is because it sucks to try and market in a way that isn't naturally who you are, that doesn't feel like it comes to you naturally. It's like one of the most exhausting things in the world is trying to pretend that you're somebody else. Okay, take it from somebody who was in the closet for 16 years. Like, you are not getting paid to be an actor in your coaching business. There's no Emmy. You are not getting any Oscars. You have not been cast in the biopic film of Tony Robbins' life. Okay? But not only is it exhausting, it's also a disservice to your audience. Because there are thousands of people out there looking for your exact style of coaching. And when you're bleach, pretending to be ranch dressing, the people who are best served by your unique gifts, by the style of coaching and feedback that just comes naturally to you, they can't find you. And the people who do find you are looking for honey and then getting hot sauce. So it creates these coaching relationships where you feel like you can't be fully yourself or your clients end up feeling uncomfortable, or you both feel like you sort of have to walk on eggshells, and it's just not as comfortable of a relationship as it could be. It's just like one big rigmarole casserole. Now, the opposite of that is what I call the G-spot of your brand. And it's call, I call it the G-spot of your brand because when you find it, being in your business starts feeling amazing and super pleasurable for you and amazing and super pleasurable for your clients. And you'll know you've hit your branding G-spot because your calls will start to feel effortless and your clients will leave their calls like just deliriously satisfied. The people who show up on your consult calls will be ideal clients who you feel a natural personality connection with. And so if you're wondering how to find that branding G-spot, it's very simple. You just have to integrate your feedback style 
and think of it as a part of your niche. So if you're spacey and spiritual, you speak from that place and to people who resonate with that part of you. You think of your niche as people who want to hear that side or that perspective of things. If you're a cussing country bumpkin, you don't pretend to be anything else in your marketing. Because when your exterior branding showcases your feedback style and speaks only to people who will love your coaching style, you start to hit that G-spot in your brand. And this level of authenticity is what draws clients in it, what makes them come, right? Pun intended. Um, And some people will be turned off. The people who will hate working with you and who you will not enjoy working with will stop showing up to try and work with you. And as those people are exiting stage left, an entire crowd will be storming your business like a Best Buy on Black Friday. Because who you are is the magnetic vibration that clients feel. And it's the vibration that you hold most powerfully. There's nobody who's going to have that resonance the way you do. You have this energetic shape that was made to vibrate in the pure frequency of your unis. And so the clearer that signal is, the easier it is for your people to find you. And aligning your coaching style and your branding is especially important if you're using sales formulas or you're using sales templates, like if you're into uh, click funnels or, you know, like the how to write a landing page that converts, like that type of shit. And I'm not knocking those at all, like pre-written webinar formulas and stuff. The psychology behind a lot of them is actually really solid. Uh, I don't use them because the way my brain works is that as soon as I have to draw inside the lines, I'm like, taking a sharpie to the walls and like doing performance art by setting Barbie dolls on fire and shit. Like I just, it, it doesn't work for me in my brain. But if you are somebody who finds benefit using a sales template as a starting place, do it. But know that if your copy is too sterile, it's too run of the mill, it's too generic, what will happen is it will convert people into your offer who may really struggle with your coaching style and be constantly offended and triggered or underwhelmed by how you give feedback. So make sure even with a sales formula that you're injecting a lot of who you are and your personality into it. Now, I want you to note in this conversation, I'm not saying to change your personality or your coaching style to what you think your niche will like or respect. I'm telling you to pump up the volume of your natural personality and let people who dance to the beat of your drum show up. This is so important as you go to scale your business and when you stop doing consults because you have to master showing up as yourself in different spaces online. So you have to master showing up as yourself in your copy and expressing your feedback style and the way that you will be when you coach, not one-on-one, right? And that's what draws in clients who are going to get the best results with you and clients who you'll really enjoy working with and creates a space where you're not going to be spending all your time thinking like, okay, 
how should I say this to this person? Who's going to get upset? I feel like it's such a disservice to your clients to not show them your feedback style ahead of time because it makes it really hard for them to feel sure that you're the right fit and then to feel safe to buy with you. And I'll give you an example from my own experience. So I love receiving very tough and very direct coaching. It's a quality that's drawn me to every single one of my coaches is just their like total and complete honesty and their conviction and certainty in what they're saying. I love to be challenged. I love it when my coaches trust me with my emotions. I like kind of secretly get get off on being called out. <laughs> and I just love when my coaches feel totally convicted that they're right. Someone else's certainty and confidence while they're coaching me is something that for me just helps me feel really safe. But I know other people who've been coached by some of the exact same coaches that I have that have literally said the words like I was traumatized by their coaching. And I want to put in a little bit of, of subtext here because I think only under extremely extenuating circumstance does coaching cause actual trauma. I think what happens most of the time for most people is that the person comes into the coaching relationship with either childhood trauma or unresolved religious trauma or some other form of psychological trauma, and then the coaching experience triggers that trauma response in the client. But the purpose of this example is basically just to point out that the thing that makes me feel really safe and supported in a coach can be the thing that makes somebody else feel really unsafe and shut down. So whatever your style is, you don't have to worry or think or strategize about it because it's going to be brilliant for some people and it's not going to be brilliant for others. But this is just, it just underlines why it could not be more important to show up as we are in our brand and also to really know ourselves and what coaching style we like to receive so that we can be intentional about selecting a practitioner whose style matches our own. Now, there's no right or wrong coaching or feedback style, and there's no style that's going to be optimal for everybody. You are not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but you will be somebody's shot of whiskey, right? And sometimes, as the coach or coachee, we make ourselves wrong when the feedback style isn't working. And I just want to invite you, if you've ever had a situation as a coach or as the coachee where the feedback style was just like, really incongruent, really not landing. I want to offer you that nobody has to be wrong in that situation. And I want to invite you to release thoughts of you being a bad coach or of you being a bad coachee and to release the thoughts of your coach being wrong or your client being wrong. Two puzzle pieces not fitting together well doesn't mean that anything is wrong with either puzzle piece. It just means they weren't meant to go together. And whichever side of the equation you're on, whether you're the coach or the coachee, what I want to invite you into is to empower yourself if and when you find yourself in that situation. So 
as the coach in the situation, what I'll offer is it might look like bringing the feedback conversation into the coaching relationship and saying like, hey, I've noticed you shut down when I give you feedback on X, Y, or Z. How do you feel when I give you this feedback? Could I get some feedback on how you're feeling in this coaching relationship? And just being curious and listening for what's happening in your client's brain and what the experience that they're having is. And not doing it from a place of trying to coach them, but using it as an opportunity to partner with them. One of the foundational beliefs I have about coaching is that all of the coaching occurs within the context of the relationship between the coach and the coachee. So that relationship is actually the foundation upon which all of the coaching rests. And sometimes we can leave the coach role for a moment and just relate person to person if something's not working in our coaching relationship. I think that can be really empowering. And having that conversation can be the opening to begin style stepping with certain clients. And when I say style stepping, I just mean tailoring the way that you give them feedback. So when I worked at Mac Cosmetics on Fifth Avenue in New York City, we used to have all of this international traffic and we'd have people from all over the world. We'd have like super wealthy people from Dubai. We'd have, you know, people walk up off the street, right, from the Bronx. Like we would just get this huge array of people from all over the world, from every single socioeconomic class, like anything you could think of. And so one of the trainings we would get a lot in our sales trainings is that if somebody young comes in the door and their energy is really open and they're ready to party and they're just like really high vibe, then you give them the kiki party, Jonathan Van Ness, best friends experience. And then if somebody who comes in, the next person that comes in is like older and they're more reserved, they're like upper crust, east side, old money, then I might style step and be a little bit more spacious and quiet. I might be a little more polite or speak a little more formally with her. Now, what I'm not going to do is take that 60-year-old upper crust client and be like, Hey, girl, oh, my God, let's get some glitter on those lids so you can pop that puss on the pole tonight, queen. <laughs> right? Like, that's what's not going to happen. And usually in luxury retail, the client's going to gravitate towards the associate that kind of mirrors their personality and mirrors their style. So, like, if I'm in high heels with a huge smoky eye and, like, bleach blonde hair, generally speaking, that older upper crust client isn't going to come to me. They're going to go to somebody who's a little bit more conservative, who looks a little bit more traditional, who's going to maybe match their vibe a little bit more. But the reason I'm telling you this is if you're finding that you're attracting in people who seem to be thrown off or uncomfortable with how you do feedback, it's a clear indicator that you haven't found your branding G-spot and they're are things that you can do. There are ways in which you can style step and work in that relationship that can help you to grow as a coach, okay? But it's worth continually working on that, finding that branding G-spot, especially as your business grows, because you know in the first couple of years, you're not really gonna have it dialed in and you're gonna get people all over the board coming into your business. And so working on your ability to style step while you dial in the ability to call in people who are best served by how you naturally coach 
is going to allow you a lot of freedom because your ideal clients will love your style of coaching. And your favorite clients to coach are going to be the ones whose feedback style matches yours. So this is important, especially as you go to scale, because if you're running a group or you're delivering concepts in video, there's only so much style stepping that you can do. At a certain level in your business, it's just kind of like you raw dogging it with your personality because you can't cater and style step to a thousand different people in a webinar or to a thousand different people who are going to be engaging with recorded materials. So I just want you to think of this as kind of like scalable mindset or foundational work to do so that you can draw in more clients who will be over the moon, super excited about what they're purchasing with you when you've gone to scale and then you're having less refunds, you're having less problems with people coming into the group and, you know, just not vibing or not really being able to get the most out of your feedback style. Now, taking it back to what we were talking about before, if you're the coachy in the situation where the feedback style isn't working, this is where I see people feel the most disempowered. And I want to offer you that there is so much to learn by being in this situation. And the biggest one of them is how to advocate for your needs within the coaching container. Like if you are having the experience that a certain way of receiving feedback is really hindering your emotional experience of receiving feedback, I want to invite you to bring that to your coach and be open to working with it. It can be an area of the relationship that you and your coach work together. And that doesn't always mean that your coach has to change what they say or how they give feedback, because again, we're not in control of what other people say or do, but it does give us the opportunity to be in intimacy around what's working and what's not. And it opens up the relationship for us to begin really exploring what's on our side of the street. And that's where all of our power is, is really like what's happening within us and on us. And so oftentimes there's gold and healing available to us in really exploring those triggers and learning how to advocate for ourselves in partnership with our coach, where we're aligning ourselves and we feel like we're playing on the same team as one another. Now, the way that I think of the coaching relationship is that it's a co-created relationship and we have to be advocates for ourselves in receiving the support we desire in that relationship. And part of knowing yourself well and doing your due diligence in purchasing coaching is feeling people out and seeing how they do feedback and getting a feel for their energy and what coaching with them is like. And that's why I feel like it's so much easier when everybody's just being honest about who they are. And this is why I say it's of the highest form of service to your best clients for you to be 100% yourself in your marketing because it just avoids a majority of the kind of funky eggshell situations altogether. Now, I want to add an important asterisk as we're having this conversation about being the coachee and struggling with feedback because this is different. What I'm talking about is different from your coach giving you difficult feedback 
and you don't like it because it is your coach's job to do that. And it is our job as coaches to give our clients coaching and feedback that they may not like. It's our responsibility to communicate clearly and point out observations that our coaches might get angry at us for or might have an emotional experience around, right? Like they are paying you to say the things to them that the other people in their life won't. So your feedback style is how you is how you communicate. It's not what you communicate. And sometimes you have to communicate things that might just be unpleasant to hear no matter how you deliver them or what your feedback style is. Okay. So we've covered feedback style and we've covered brand positioning. I want to say one last thing on niching and how it fits into all of this. And this is like, it's tight and it's simple. So as you dial in your niche, eventually your niche will get nichier. And for those of you who follow my stories, you've seen me talk about the idea of a miche, which is just the word me plus the word niche. And a miche is the idea that who you are is an element of what niches you, of what separates you in the market. A miche conveys the concept that your unique energy is something that helps draw in perfect clients or ideal clients and repel clients that are not going to be a great fit to work with you. And the easiest way to create a business you love is to have clients who adore you and who you adore back and who love the way that you show up naturally and who get tremendous value from it. And the fastest way to create that is to show up 100% unapologetically as you in your client-facing branding. Um, I think feedback is an art form. And if some of what I'm saying is like feeling overwhelming or it's kind of like swirling or it feels like a lot to think about, I want to offer you that it's something that just naturally develops and takes form the more and more settled you get into your coaching style, the more time you spend coaching, the more time you spend marketing. It just naturally hones itself. And the best way to think about it is to actually not think about it. It's true that it's one of the primary things that will define our brands as coaches is how we do feedback. And what I want to offer to you is the more strategic we get about it, the more in our heads we get, the further away oftentimes I, I see people get away from what's just true and natural and effortless for them. So you know, trust the process because our feedback and our feedback style is going to show up in every part of our business. It's going to show up in how we coach live, on one-on-one -on -one calls, on group calls. It's going to be how we express ourselves in our copy. It's going to show up when we teach, when we sell, on consults. And it's so important to get clear on this and to have a clear channel for it to come through because the people you draw in, in a large part, are going to be drawn in because of your feedback style. And when you feel safe enough to express yourself clearly, it allows the people who are best served by you to show up to your containers and spend money with you. So find that sweet spot of how to leverage your feedback style with your niche and your positioning, and you will have found the G-spot of your brand. Now, 
if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, this is my next level is being like totally unfiltered on social media. I want to invite you into the next round of the 16 keys mastermind. 16 keys mastermind. It's the space where we learn how to feel safe being a hundred percent ourselves in our brands. And it's where dozens of my clients have discovered their unique feedback and marketing style and who are now drawing in next level clients who are ecstatic to work with them and excited to pay them lots of money. So if you aren't already on the wait list for the winter round, go get on it, silly. Open up your Instagram right now, this second, and click the link in my bio at the subconscious brand. Because this is the foundational work to growing a business that you love being in while working with clients who love and adore working with you. And what I see over and over and over again in my clients is when they start loving being in their business, all they want to do is hang out in their business. All you want to do is for it to grow and for even more amazing people to come in. When your business feels uncomfortable, like you can't really show up or you have to contort yourself into this kind of like human pretzel to be the right shape for the people and it's all strategic and there's just not room for all of you, you don't want to be there because it's uncomfortable. So it's so easy to grow a business you love and I want to invite you to invest in creating a business and a brand that make it a joy for you to show up to work every day. What I promise you is that all the results you're looking for in your brand follow from there. Okay, that is what I have for you today. If you are not on the wait list for the 16 Keys Mastermind, hit me up on Instagram, check out my stories, let's play, let's have fun, follow me, say hi, shoot me a DM. If you've been lurking for a while, I love to say hello back. And I will see all of you next time, and I hope you all have a beautiful week.